Thanks for coming to hang out with us today. Ruck Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We chat about real things that military families deal with and help you to love the call to action. So you know the drill. Ruck Up Buttercup! Ruck Up Buttercup podcast can be found on all your favorite streaming locations. As well, we are now available on Reese Across America Radio on Fridays at 11 p.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find Reese Across America Radio on the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey app, and the TuneIn app. Just search the word Re. Can't wait to see you there. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ruck Up Buttercup. We are excited to have you with us again. And today we are talking about something that a lot of you veterans who may be listening to us on the Reese Across America Radio are very well aware of is retirement. Um, I know as a military spouse, it is also something that is going to highly affect your life when you get to that point, because that's your whole life has been revolved around his career. And it's something that we either we get out or we deal with retirement. It's very similar process, but it's, yeah, it's a huge, huge transition. Um, We have one of our dear friends, Heidi, who is actually one of the coordinators for Deployed Love last year um, with us who just went through the transition. So she has really good, fresh eyes on how that all goes down. Um, So we are excited to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here today to talk to you. So we usually start out, especially with military spouse guests, kind of give us your your rundown of your life in the military so far. Okay, so um, I was active duty Navy. I got out after four years um, and did active reserves, but I've been a military spouse now for 20 years. And um, it's been a journey. <laughs> Definitely not one for the the faint of heart. Um, a lot of time away. So that's been the biggest challenge because um, now we see each other every day and we both work remote. So we're like literally like <laughs> home every day. But um, we've we've been here in Norfolk for most of our time um, so far. Um, we were stationed down in Florida for a little bit and that was like really great. Uh, but our whole reasoning for trying to like stay in one central location was to have some sort of stability for our kids, which is kind of hard, right? When you are a military family, but um, we did like a year of geo batch. That was interesting. Um, and now we are in the phase of retirement uh, and we are fresh in that phase as he just retired on July 31st. So um, <laughs> it's been a journey to get here for sure. A lot of emotions, good and bad. So, yeah. Are you guys are you guys staying put where you guys are? We are. Um, we are actually gonna stay here in um, Virginia Beach. That's where we live. Um, we're going back and forth trying to figure out if we are gonna move or not. But then we decided that uh, because my daughter's starting high school, we're like, okay, well, we'll just stay here um, at least for four more years. So she's an anomaly kid because her graduating class that she will have started with, she will have started um, since kindergarten. So it's like, yeah, it's pretty crazy, actually. That's Um, awesome. That's kind of unheard of for military. Yeah. (laughs) But I guess like being here, like my husband hopped around to a lot of ships. A lot of people that actually live here that are from here. So we've seen the families like start from kindergarten and now we're all headed into high school together. So it's really it's going to be a great journey I think um for her I don't know some days I'm like 
I didn't even realize you had been at Virginia Beach for 20 years. Yeah. Um, we were here for we were here for like four years. And then we went to Florida and then we came back here in 2009. Um, so it's been he came here a year ahead of us. We did a year geobatch because we bought our house um during the height of like the inflation and then the market crashed. So that was the journey. Um, we've been through like a, a lot. Um, but I think like when you get to the end of your career, you kind of just start reflecting and you're like, wow, like we made it through all of these things that like at one point in time, we didn't even know how we were going to make it through it. And we made it through. So um, I, I don't know. It's you do a lot of reflection. Like I think just the past month, um, we just been like, we can do anything. We've went through all these hard mm -hmm. things, but it is weird. Like, cause everyone that I know that's retired is like moving somewhere or like going back to their hometown. And we started to talk about it, but I was like, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to move back to Ohio. And he's from New Jersey and he didn't want to move back to New Jersey. So I was like, where, where is home? And I feel like no matter what, like you have your tribe of people and so we have a lot of friends here and I'm like, they're our family. Like, I can't imagine like moving away from them. Like we have our families, but like, we've been so reliant on like our tribe that I can't imagine life without them. Yeah. I think it also like your location is like kind of a different, unique location con compared to other bases. Cause it's a very, A, it's large area. Like it's very spread out. Like you have like Virginia Beach, Norfolk, all that, the whole region. So I feel like you can get away from the base and still feel yeah. like disconnected but still be close enough to still feel that connection um I I was curious if you were I didn't because we hadn't talked because I was curious if you were staying put or not because uh, you're right a lot of people go home or will find a job somewhere else and move there um and start fresh somewhere else they rarely stay where their last duty station is unless like they're from that area like we are we would just stay yeah I feel like that makes the transition so much easier I mean you're yeah. you're still you're not having to start everything over right like you're just having to figure out what the next step is in your home which is really nice because for us we we were at hood <laughs> when we got out we didn't retire but we were like we are not this is not an option like we had to figure out where the next step was instead of just like okay, we're out, we're here, let's live here. It was not an option in our in our mind. Anyway, some people love it, but it was just like, no, we have to figure out what the next step was. So did, for you guys, Sabrina, did you guys have a job lined up? Like, or did you guys find the job and that's how you guys determined North Carolina was where you were going to go before you guys went to Germany? Um, Yeah, he knew he was getting out for a while. Like we were in the transition phase of that. And so he had applied at a ton of places. We were actually applying for Oregon. We really wanted to live West Coast. We were super stoked about it. Just nothing worked out on the actual civilian side because he was overqualified. And that was all yeah. we heard over and over. And it was just like, How's that even possible? Like if we're applying for the position, he understands like it is maybe below like what he's used to doing, but who cares if he's overqualified, <laughs> he wants the job. And so it was so frustrating. And we were getting down to the line of like his, his days were coming to the end. We did not want to get stuck at hood for, and have to work somewhere near around there. So it came up that the civilian contract came up that it was at Bragg. And he was like, I know nothing about North Carolina. We've never been there. He's like, but we're moving to North Carolina. So I think that is the most 
frustrating <laughs> thing anybody could ever be told you're overqualified. I don't care if I'm overqualified. Maybe right, I if I'm willing to do it. That is my qualification. Maybe I want to have like a relaxing few years after spending 20 plus, 20, 20 plus years or however many years if you're retiring or if you're just, you know, getting out. Maybe I don't want a job. I don't have to put that much effort into it. Maybe I want to just be. And, you know, you know, I know my, when my father-in-law um, got out, he ended up working at a factory that, like, hired veterans. And he came on, like, as a shift lead. And that didn't last very long. Um, he ended up looking for another job um, fairly quickly. But that's where they moved to South Carolina. That's why they moved, because he had that job. Um, and then he ended up teaching ROTC at the local high school for a few years until he had to, like, retire, retire from working for, because of medical issues. But, God, like, being told, like, yeah, you're overqualified, we can't we hire you. the complete other side of the country from where we were, like, wanting to live. It's like, it was frustrating. And I don't know. I think he still craves to have that just to know what a civilian life was because he's been in since he was 18. So, and now his job is back to what we were doing. Like he got out of the army, but did he really like, we still do the same thing. (laughs) He still does the same thing. Yeah. 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 I, uh, we already have a plan, even though Jeremy still has five more years in, um, we're really fortunate though for us because we have, my parents, um, started a business a couple years ago and the plan is to hand off the business to the kids. And then we start running it after, um, after they run it for a few years so like we're lucky that you know we already know where we're going and we are really excited about it that is exciting um and you guys have a really cool business and I love that area it's so beautiful I was fortunate enough to go visit like your little part of the world last year so I think that's really yeah, awesome the problem is is raining in the mother on all the ideas that she has and she has great ideas but it's kind of just like we need to focus on something so me and my sister are kind of just biding our time um and just kind of nodding our head in agreement like yep yeah, that sounds great we should do that we shouldn't do that type of thing um for anyone who's ever met my mother she's a very particular person and she likes the things the way she likes them, whether she thinks other people likes them or not. And so, um, but it's great because we have a family business. We're building family wealth, which is what was really important to us because we come from a really long line of military families. Um, and so we wanted to have something that we could pass on and down the line throughout the years. And so that was really important to my mom, her being a military spouse for over 20 years, um, you know, working those odd jobs here and there type of thing. And, you know, we've talked about that in previous episodes where, you know, it's hard to be a military spouse and not having anything to show for you when you do retire because either A, you've been working odd jobs or you have been working great jobs. And then if you move again, when you retire, then you're starting fresh to yourself. So um, it's exciting to have a little bit something like stable afterwards, but that's not always the case for everybody. And some people get out with no plans, which that blows my mind more than anything <laughs> is for people to be like, we're going to get out and we're just going to wing it. And the amount of people I've known who've done that and who have come back into service, like maybe not retired out and then come back in, but you know, those who've done their three, four years and be like, yeah, we had to come back because we just didn't have a job or we couldn't find a job or we were overqualified or whatever may be the instance, but. That happens a lot. Like- it happens a lot. And that was the scariest thing for us. Like, 
I think when you start to think about the end, right? Because it's like really like the end kind of. Um, I that was my biggest thing. I was like, I don't want to have to move into my mom's basement because we can't afford to live. Like, and it happens. Like you see it all the time on all of those like posts and groups. Like, who wants to do that when they're in their late thirties, early forties? I mean, if you've been a military spouse since like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and you've done twenty years, that's where you're at, and you're just no. Yeah, I agree. Um, There are people, though, that don't have plans and like not because of lack of plan, but just like, oh, you're being medically retired like tomorrow. Yeah. And And those are things that are unfortunate, like those things that you can't help. And those are definitely circumstances where utilize all those programs that you can, um, you know, go after that VA benefit and stuff like that and use those programs out there for veterans with disabilities. that's that's I feel is very different like that like to me like if you're medically retired and you go home and live with your parents for a little bit or for a while I mean again you have to do what's best for you and your family like if that's what's best for you and your family then do so but I hope those who are listening who are in their season of going into retirement starts thinking about like what they're going to do whether you know are you going to be able to survive off their retirement pay and the VA benefits? Are you going to be able, you know, is your spouse going to have to go back to work? Has that spouse been out of work for several years? Because, I mean, that could be a huge adjustment for the family as well. Um, I know, you, Heidi, you work. Huge so. part right now because you're thinking yeah. about how the cost of living is outrageous. There's it's no way so these people who are retiring are able to live exclusively off that. I don't care where you live in the country. They're having to go back to work, and that sucks after doing 20-plus years. Yeah, like, not unless you own your home outright and things like that, and you have no payments. It, it's going to be very difficult just to live off of that, for sure. Absolutely. I do know people that do it, though, but they, they're, they like, nomadic, kind of, yeah. like, adventurous, and they're like, we're just going to live in a camper with our kids and travel. My dad. And- my, <laughs> my dad does that. My dad retired. My dad retired. Oh, gosh. It's been seven-ish eight has it been eight years seven he retired around when Devon was born so like roughly seven and a half ish years um that man is motorcycling across thailand people like he is living his best life taking photos across thailand on a motorbike right now like i talked to him yesterday and he's in the mountains right now of thailand and i'm just like that must be like the life just to retire and just to go do that now granted my parents divorced and that's all he does. Like, he just has no responsibilities. And, you know, obviously, that's not everybody. But, you know, you can do it. He lives off his retirement and his VA benefits. I know people that do. A lot of them don't have little kids, though. Like, yeah, most of them, their family. kids are older. Mm-hmm. Older, yeah. high school, out of the house, empty nesters. Which, you know, for some people, that is you know, the case, I mean, you know, when Jeremy retires, our kids are still going to be really, our kids will still be like Devin will be just going into middle school. Um, We had kids later though in life. Like we didn't start until we were 25, 26, which is still early compared to a lot of people, but it's not, you know, he joined at 18, 19. So I think it's definitely different what is is your husband gonna work did he find it like is he working because I know you yeah he is working he um he got a job through his Skillbridge so he did Skillbridge like the last month 
that he was actually it was more than a month maybe it was like two months I don't know time's kind of blurry but um he did scale bridge and so like he was able to get picked up by that company after he completed it which isn't always the case for everybody what is but scale bridge yeah, tell us more so about that scale- I think that's pretty new right yeah it is new um they've changed a lot of the things for it but um so basically your commander of your unit has to sign off on um allowing you to be able to leave like temporarily to do this program that it's like you're interning for a company um he did it through hiring our heroes so they did like a lot of extra stuff on top of that where they had like classes for um resume writing and then just like a lot of professional development stuff and then also um they had like people companies like pick you up for uh like depending upon what you field you wanted to go into um and it was based out of dc but he was able to do it from here the only downfall was like he kind of had to find his own opportunity um because here in norfolk there's only so many and so he was able to find this remote opportunity through mc dean um and so he went up there um did like an uh orientation to do the internship was pretty impressed with the company. Um, they're a smaller firm. They're growing um, pretty ex- pretty big, growing bigger, I guess, per se. But compared like to other companies, they're a little bit smaller. But he just, he said that like the way that they treated people there, he was like really impressed by like their professionalism, how they were. Um, very different from the service. <laughs> it really was. Like, and, you know, I guess like that's his, this is his first like real job like after the military but um it's kind of cool because he still works with a lot of people that were in the military that are retired so there's still like that little community um his recruiter actually is a military spouse that lives in uh germany and she was she just pcs there and she was able to keep her job through the company so that was kind of impressive like that they actually have that military culture um of you know continuous uh being able to like pcs and, and keep your your job but I think um for him he just he started looking and it's ironic because he always said he wanted to work at Home Depot after he retired (laughs) (laughs) and so he went and did like an interview and then realized that like because it's shift work um it's very lucrative and it's a good opportunity so definitely not bashing um Home Depot but you do a lot of like weekends and like I'm like if you're retiring you've been gone like I don't on any of that and like yeah now he did he did so many interviews he did an interview through um still the uh the company that makes like chainsaws and stuff like that they have a corporation here and that was like shift work and i'm like you have sleep apnea and like you really need to like get back into a good sleep cycle so i don't think shift work is but it's like things he didn't think about i mean like I I love him death but like he took this job y'all and he I was like so how much PTO do you get like per year and he was like I gotta go back and look at the brochure (laughs) I I feel like sometimes we don't think about that stuff but they didn't like I mean for 20 years they never yeah they just were like oh we have block leave between the state and the state and I know I have this much leave because it says on my LES like yeah that transition is it's weird I mean just even from like civilian contracts are very civilian they are mm-hmm. like we have to look at the details before you sign them every two years because they change and things change in there 
And I think the weirdest thing was insurance because it's like, oh, wait, like that's how much is coming out of my check. Cause you don't really notice that in your military. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a different system. And they're like, holy, we're paying so much for insurance. Like, whoa. Yeah. We, and so we all chose TRICARE Select. So when you get out of the military, you have 90 days um, because it's considered a QLE qualifying life event. Mm-hmm. Um, you have 90 days to pick um, your TRICARE, which I don't, I tried to find like an, uh, a truth to this, but like his friend retired and he tried to, cause they were told him 90 days. Right. So he tried to sign his kids up for dental and they're like, you only have 60 days. But like on the website, it says 90. So they were, I don't know, it got resolved, but I was like, they didn't tell us that you only had 60 days for dental. So I don't even know if that's a truth or not, but that's what we found and incurred, like, you know, other people have encountered, but um, picking just between select and, um, and um, well, prime and select, that's a whole nother like thing because my kids have only went to um, military MTFs uh, military treatment facilities right um and that's all they've went to and so then I had to call and you know trying to figure out like who are we going to get for a PCM that's like quality like I don't even know where to begin I'm still navigating that because my daughter is still young enough that she can go see a pediatrician um but my son's like an adult now so when you're in an MTF though you don't think about that right like they're just like here's your PCM and you just go and like Yeah, it is. You have to think of, yeah, a lot of different things. I mean, here in Germany, it's even different because they, their whole medical system is different. So like you don't go to your primary and ask for a referral to places like you normally would. You just pick your specialist that you want to go to and you call and you make friends like select. It's super weird because it's like, oh, I need an OB. So I waited to get an appointment with my regular doctor. And she's like, oh no, you just, just pick one. (laughs) Oh, wow. Pick See, one. I'm trying to figure out. I gotta. I actually have to call Tricare. Speaking of Tricare, I have to call him because, like, we just PCS, but we're not near a military installation. So I have to figure out, like, whether or not they'll do if we have to do select or if we qualify for um, Tricare Prime Remote. <laughs> Throw in a third one in there for you guys. <laughs> um, which we had that when we were in Texas, and it was great. Like, it operated just like Prime. Um, but I honestly think we're probably going to do select this time around. So I don't have to do the referrals. We'll just obviously have to pay any co-pays. I'm just hoping co-pays here are not outrageous. It's Um, not that bad. Um, so like TRICARE select, uh, you have like a, um, a family cap. So it's like, I think for active duty, it's like 350 a year. And once you hit that, that yeah, once you hit that, like you don't pay anymore. Um, so that's not bad. And like, I mean, even like the catastrophic cap, like it's active duty, it's only a thousand dollars because I was on active duty tracker select, right? So I tapped out like um like my uh my co-pays for the year already, and now I'm starting all over again because we retired. (laughs) But the catastrophic cap is even like increased, it's a lot more. Um, and then like there's group A and group B. And so, like, with TRICARE, you, if you fall under, like, if you're before a certain time frame, you're in Group A. If you're after, you're in Group B. And, like, it changes, like, how much you pay. Because you have to actually pay for TRICARE. And it's not a lot, so I'm not complaining whatsoever. I think it's, like, $25 a month or something. Oh, to be. Yeah. yeah. So um, so that's not bad at all. And then, like, the TRICARE Dental, you go through, um, like, FedVip 
to do that um, benefits. But something interesting I learned just from research, like, you know, with TRICARE, they automatically cover you for eye, um, a yearly eye exam. Mm -hmm. And once you retire, they don't cover you anymore. So yeah, you have to see like what it like covers. I mean, I feel like that's just a transition anyways, like, you know, having to figure, I mean, you're figuring out life, like, are you going to stay? Are you going to go? Are you uh, working or not working? Do you have a job lined up? Do you not have a job lined up? And then you, all those tiny details, health insurance, dental insurance, um, life insurance, life insurance insurance is another one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh gosh. Like just ID cards. ID cards. uh... Thankfully, like when you retire, you get your like the retirement ID card, which still gives you access to base and like, you know, some of the perks. But, um, you know, like going, you can still use your ID to go to the travel office and buy your Disney tickets and things like that. Like you still are going to be able to have those perks with a retirement ID card. But um, for sure, it's I definitely for people who've been in for so long, I think it's just things that they don't think about. I'm really glad that you guys utilize those programs though that are out there for service members to get their feet wet. Yeah. I just learned about that snow bridge. One of my veteran friends here was talking about that and I was like, that was not something that was really offered to Dustin, but I think it's also something that it's because there's so much unemployment post COVID that they're trying to not let people just get out and have nothing. So they're actually, it seems like, especially lower enlisted who are just getting out, they're forcing mm-hmm. them into this program because they were like, you need to have something lined up. You can't I just get I'm out of the I'm pretty sure military. they have to go take like a class. The TAPS class, like, the like, transition. Like a transition assistance. class and have to get it signed off as like one of their like paperworks for before. Like, right. Am I going to mess this up? ETS, that's what it's called, right? ETSing. Yeah, that was basically all, that was all Dustin had to do was that CAPS cost, but it wasn't really much. And especially at Hood in the way that he transitioned out medically, that they were like, "Uh, just here, you sat in this, just sign this thing saying that you got the class. And it was like, he didn't really, (laughs) we really didn't know anything. I feel like there's so many other programs out there too, that you get, like anyone can utilize, like, you know, check in with like my CAA and ask if they have any links and and things like that. There's just so many organizations out there nonprofits out there that are helping veterans who are in that transition period to find jobs you know whether it is to get a job to give them the resources like resume building things like that as well um and I feel like there's a lot more now in just the last yeah six years yeah and Heidi mentioned the big one there the were heroes yeah is amazing. Hiring our heroes, yeah. You can yeah. get some of your college done for free on there because they have just yeah. courses towards specific things. Like if you're wanting to do cybersecurity or you're wanting to do like IT, there's a lot of courses that you can just take on there because they're trying to push people towards careers that are going to stay, like stable jobs. And yeah, that one's a really, really cool resource. We were just learning about that one too the other day. Acnell Education is another one too. Like they have a lot of stuff um that they offer for courses like just in general they have like Coursera they're always giving like courses for um veterans military spouses like retirees active duty Mm -hmm. that's a really good one but I mean like even if you're like say you guys are 
if you're in your like 10th, 12th year and you know that your spouse is going to go for 20 years, encourage them to take college courses now. Like if they haven't taken college courses. Yeah. I was going to say you're can, never too old to do college. You, Jeremy, my husband just got his bachelor's degree. Oh gosh. Is it going on two years? Almost two years. Like, wow. Okay. Time flies by, but, um, he, and it, and it didn't, go into his VA benefits. There's other programs that the army offers for you to take classes while you're in the service and you still have your VA benefits, your, or your GI bill. Um, and use the GI bill. Like if you're getting out and you haven't finished school, like Dustin's using it now. And the, like, if you have the time class, yeah, if you have one class in person every semester, they give you full VAH. So that is like covering you know, living expenses, which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're in a job that you're able to take classes, like one, a class two class, I would 100% recommend it. Cause then you still have your GI bill to use afterwards, or you can pass it to your kids. Like if, after a certain period of time, like Jeremy's GI bill will go towards our kids because yeah. he's already got his degree. He that is his, one thing that we learned getting out is keep an eye on that date because apparently if you don't do it within a certain time before you get out, which we didn't, I mean, we knew he was coming up, but like, we didn't, we got out pretty quickly because it was medical. So it's like, we didn't have the option to transfer it to our children because by the time we knew that rule, we were already within the, I don't remember what the window is. It's like five years. They can't window. change it at any time. See, I'll have to do that. No, like, no. I feel like, like four that's years. I feel like that's changed so many times throughout the last 20 years because yeah. I like my dad transferred some of it to me and there was no like time frame. He said you had to still be active and it was like some window before you got out of being active. Yeah, they have a stipulation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, like that means like just make sure you guys are reading up like if that's something you guys are going to plan on doing for your family or if you want to transfer it to your spouse. Because I mean, to me, like if you have a spouse that wants to go back to school, transfer the GI Bill to your spouse and then you take classes while you're still active duty through the other program i mean i don't we didn't pay anything for these classes they were all online of course um through one of the colleges that they recommended but you know there's programs out there that can set you up for success when you get out whether it's four years or 20 20 years i think like the military prepares you so much right for like tdys or like deployments or just training in general but like the one thing that they lack like is transition transition whether it's like getting out of the military or retirement because our process wasn't like here is a checklist like yes there are thousands of checklists but like here's a list of x y and z like it was like really word of mouth is like how we figured out like, okay, we do this or like just resources um, and finding those. I know like for the VA benefits, like um, Tyrone Hewitt, he's on um, LinkedIn and like, that's where I got like the majority of like VA information. Um, Anna Larson does like a lot of stuff with spouse length and um, like transition retirement. So like that information from there, but they do, they do have things like, you know, portraits, I think it's like portraits for Patriots where you can get like your, your headshots. Um, and then just like, like navigating LinkedIn, Michael Quinn does that program with the USO. Um, so I think the USO has a Pathfinder program. 
they do encourage spouses to use it. I didn't use it. Um, he went through uh, a portion of it and he said it was phenomenal, um, but they do do it for military spouses. I just, I guess because I was like already in my career um, and able to like, he was retiring and I already had a job and we we're staying here. It, it just kind of all worked out. I, honestly, if we had a PCS, like I can't even imagine or fathom like yeah, that. that. That would have to be really difficult, especially if you don't have something lined up and ready to go. Like, you know, like for us, I feel like it's going to be very easy because we're just going to move home and just kind of, I mean, I already work for the business, so it's just going to be me just being in person rather than virtual. Um, yeah. And then just transitioning Jeremy into a job if he wants it. If he doesn't want it, he doesn't have to work but um based off of like you know what i would make in his retirement like we would be okay um now if he wants to work and have extra money then he can work too um but i yeah i don't i i the amount of people i've known who have gotten out and have just gone home without a job secure like that scares me like i don't know like just the unknown of not having money on the table, money coming in to put food on the table, to put a roof over her head. That that's really nerve wracking. And I know for my type of personality, I don't know <laughs> if I could do that. Like I would be freaking out. I was freaking out moving here and not having a house two weeks before we moved here. Like I was sweating bullets, y'all. Like I was just like, we're gonna like get up there and we're not gonna find a house. And thankfully we found a like house. It fit perfectly. It was in our budget. But I was sweating bullets until I had that lease signed and that deposit sent in. But we were in the same way because like when like, okay, so I think it was like June, July, you know, like we're like, okay, everything's great. It's good. And then like, I'm like, oh my gosh, we have a month left. And I started like panicking and not because like, you know, financially we weren't set up or all this other things. Like, I think just knowing that like we are leaving the military and like, you know, July 15th rolled around and he's like, this is my last paycheck. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, you know, and it's not even like I said, it wasn't even like a financial thing. It was just like like those words and like knowing that this chapter is closing. closing um but I will say like now that we're on the other side of it like it's amazing it's great um still trying to navigate like the VA I don't know if that'll ever be like something that gets I feel fixed. like that is always going to be an issue for <laughs> any veteran no matter what it, yeah no matter it hasn't gotten better on our end so I have no yeah but um, we use this app. It's called Military Retire. It's just one word, Military Retire. And it was pretty accurate. So we were able to like really look at, and there's other calculators, like what his retirement was going to be, what he was going to be bringing in and like just formulating a budget. And I think like, you know, preparing because you don't get that last paycheck. They keep it to audit it. Um, and then, like, if you're selling back leave, they they hold that as well um, to audit everything, and then they'll pay you out for it. Um, but I'm hoping. I don't know. We haven't got our our first retirement check yet, so I can't say everything's good there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely think, like that's something I feel like that's not talked about either. Is like, no. you know, yeah, you have all these options, like to you know your leave dates they get money back but you know they don't tell you okay well i mean they may tell you but i feel like it just depends on who you talk to because again it's the military we all know that they are not always up front with everybody and you know having 
if you're not ready for that, that could be a huge blow. Like if your spouse, your spouse isn't working and you guys don't have another income coming in, like it's definitely something you have to take into account for, for sure. And I see that like on, like I said, the Facebook groups, you know, like you have spouses that are like, my husband's been in for 25 years. He's retired and we haven't gotten a paycheck in four to six months. Now he has like a job or she has a job, like, but there's no other, there's no retirement income. And I don't know where the disconnect is for that, but I would really like to find, I know on the Navy side, I don't know how it is in the Army and the Air Force and the Marines um, or Space Force or any of those, but I know on the Navy side, for my husband, when he was on terminal leave, um, and he called because he's like, hey, I have a check pending for the 31st. It's supposed to, and I'm like, something's wrong. Like, you know, all these red flags go up and you're like, what is going on? And and then you're like, somebody actually physically had to switch him from terminal leave in the system to retired, which is like mind blowing. We have so many IT processes in the military and you can't come up with something that just automatically switches them over. Switches you over? No. But so, I feel like that is like a huge issue in the military in general is finance finances. Like, you know, pay pay's not right. We're not getting BAH. We're not getting Yeah, all the time. Active duty pay or whatever, all those things. Like I feel like that that there's always so many issues with that. But for it to take five to six months to get your first paycheck afterwards, like that's mm, something crazy, you're relying yeah. on. You're like definitely like, expecting, you, like, okay, you we're going to transition. Like, this is where the money's going to go. And yeah, not, yeah, I'd be calling every day being like, get me my, <laughs> like, I don't care who I need to talk to, who I need. I mean, I'll come see you too, but that's a long time. And no wonder there's such a huge issue with veterans when they get out of the military, whether it's, you know, depression and things like that because that's stressful that's stressful for just one person but that's stressful for multiple people to deal with and I mean I can see the connection there like how do you say I won't go too into the VA like getting your money from the VA but that's been a stress I mean we've been out for seven years and we've still haven't really gotten that figured out entirely like it's always a mess and it just never you have to go through so many hoops Dustin got stuck in like he he got all of his medical like appointments done had all of it written up it was all ready to go and then he deployed or he submitted it and deployed, but the paperwork came back while he was deployed. So they, you have like a very, very small window to like sign this like days. I can't sign it. He was deployed. There was no way to get it to him in time. So then all that went down the drain and he was going to have to restart it all again. So it was just like, wow. there is so many reasons. Why you couldn't have signed that with the POA. What's that? Could you sign it? Could you have signed it with the POA? I didn't have one because his oh. deployments were only three months. So it wasn't something that oh, we really, see, you, you know, know, there was never really I'm a need. A, I'm a huge <laughs> advocate, whether they are on deployment or not. To have I'm not sure that, that with the VA, that that would have been something they would have allowed me to yeah, do. I don't I, know. Probably not. They're probably medical deployers. And, yeah. You no, know, you can buy a house with the POA. I feel like. A lot of medical stuff, though, because that's just like, you know, I think you would have to have like a special POA like there's there's specific ones out there. But I'm a huge advocate. I told Jeremy, like he left when they had that first rapid deployment. I was like, I want a POA. Always on my like desk with your permission to do things, because what if something happens like like I need to be able to handle things. Um, and I won't be able to do it if it's in your name. So a lot of times everything's in my name. We just always just put everything in my name or at least my name on the account. But 
you know, he just bought a motorcycle. I can't do anything with that. I'm not on the account. So that's why you're not on it. He's like, she ain't taking this back. (laughs) Yeah, I won't take it back. He likes it too much. I told him he can get one. We talked about this in previous episodes, but, um, but I, you know, after seeing other issues with other spouses through in rapid deployments and things like that, like not having access to a bank account, not having, you know, being able to call, um, their landlords and things like that. Their landlord would talk to them because their name wasn't on the lease or whatever. I'm just huge advocate. Get a POA. If your spouse doesn't trust you with the POA, then maybe you should go to marriage counseling. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I just, I mean, if you feel like you're not going to give your spouse a POA to have access to something that they would need access if you deploy or got injured or I don't know, we're in the field and something crazy happened and they can't get a hold of you, like JRTC, it's important to have have that. So, um, and I feel like even after retirement, like I feel, I don't know, I feel like I should have a POA forever. You know, like we- maybe federal won't let you, uh, like even though I'm on the joint account, like they're really like big stepplers. So like he had actually physically, even though I have a POA, he had to go in and like sign up POA just for Navy Federal. And it's interesting too, Navy Federal, to like close from, the like, account or to put someone on the account? Just to do anything with the account. Like they're really big, uh, they're really big stipplers about that. I don't know if the army has like a specific, I know that Navy Federal serves like all branches, but I yeah. don't know. Like, but, um, and then like your account switches from like active duty status to like a retired status and same with DFAS. So that's my little plug too. Like with DFAS, like a lot of people use their cat cards to log in the DFAS and they don't ever like update their PIN um, or their p- actual physical password. You really need to have um, your physical password like set up so that when you retire, you can log in with that because you'll no longer have a cat card. And then they set you up with like an active duty account and then a retired account. And you want to make sure that your retired account is like showing like somewhere around retirement because if not, like, that's more of a red flag. And then you get to call them and stay on the phone for hours. <laughs> it is so hard. <laughs> Never, anytime you have to get, a, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I haven't called TRICARE. Cause I was like, I just don't want to get on the phone for a really long time. Um, but I know I have to do it because I have to go get Devlin into the doctors to get his prescriptions and stuff. But yeah, I think that there's a lot of questions out there. I feel like social media is great nowadays because you can find those Facebook groups of like, you know, retirement how to's and things like that. Um, I feel like that wasn't, a, those definitely weren't around 10 yeah. years ago, things like that. So um, definitely utilize those platforms, seek out those nonprofits or those other programs that are out there to solely help veterans transition. Um, yeah. And just, yeah. you know, take it day by day but like also have a plan like really have a plan like it well, scares me that for you. <laughs> I was gonna ask yeah. you is I know that you guys are you know you're staying in the same place and so you're not your life isn't drastically changing but do you feel like you are losing an identity I mean it's something that you've had for 20 years into like you're not part of this com- I mean you are but you're not in the same yeah place. I I did go through that like at the beginning of the year actually I had like a full-blown like meltdown crying because I was like I don't even know who I'm gonna be anymore like this is all I've ever known I mean I was active duty and then like you know the military is like all I've known um but I've kind of come to terms with it because I know so many people that are still active duty and then I know so many people that are retired I think like 
you're kind of able to to provide that perspective on both sides. Um, so, and then staying here, I think honestly like helps because so many people move away and they're like, we don't have that connection anymore. You know, um, I think staying here has like really helped a lot because we still are like in a military friendly community and there's so much like military here. So you don't really feel like you're not, you know what I mean? Like not involved. Yeah. Um, but I did have that like whole, like, I don't even know who I'm going to be now. Like, you know, like I'm not slipping that Kool-Aid anymore. <laughs> who I am. I, I think but, um, it is an issue in this, in getting out and retiring because you, you become, some people don't get that involved, but a lot of all three of us have been very involved yeah. with the military community and you do, you, you're part of it. And we've talked about that. Like you never, you're never not part of it anymore. And it's just, a, it's just a transition that you now are the veteran community, right? Like you're, you're part of yeah. a different part of the military community, but I, I don't know. I think that transitioning was kind of fun for us because I like the veteran community a lot. They care so much for each other that it's, yes. it's crazy. Yeah. I feel, I feel like it's there. It's a different mindset for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely nervous about, I mean, I'm, I'm already, what, I've been here for what, two two weeks give or take <laughs> in the mountains of Virginia which is not a military community and I'm already going stir crazy because I'm like I don't know what to do with myself because normally I would be you know doing a deployed love event or volunteering for another organization or doing something with a spouse or something like that and I'm like this is going to be an interesting two years but I also feel like it's going to set me up for retirement because we'll do this two years have three years at another assignment and then we retire so um and then we won't be near military installation so I'm definitely I'm definitely going to be I feel like I'm gonna have an identity crisis when we finally get out and just be like what am I gonna do like you know it'll be I think, very yeah just finding places to plug yourself in like that you can still give back you know like that's been the biggest thing I think is just like kind of sitting back Right now we're like on this, like, just take a breath and like, mm -hmm. you know, figure everything out. Like what, what do we want to do? Like vacation wise or like, you know, the, the unknown parts. I think um, at the end of the day, one size does not fit all, right? Like you have all these resources, you have everything, but it doesn't always fit every single person. So figuring out what works for your family, um, and then just rolling with it and really having a plan. Because honestly, if we did not have a plan, I cannot imagine that we would be like progressing like positively, right? Like I think <laughs> I'd probably be drowning in tears. I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like a plan is really important. Like at least have one solid plan for one of you to have a, a decent paying job to get you through for at least the first year. Yeah. And then also, I feel like at this point, like at that 20 year mark or afterwards, depending on when you retire, I feel like we're all ready for a slower pace, more like, yeah, okay, you can go work nine to four, nine to five at Home Depot. <laughs> That's fine. I'll see you every night for dinner at 630. Or yeah, we can actually plan a vacation. Like we don't have to wait until four months before the vacation, like block leave to confirm what days we get to have block leave to make, to plan a vacation, which, you know, 
usually those time frames are the highest times of travel for during the year, Christmas time, or two weeks in the summer around July, the high, you know, busiest time of the year for places. And a lot of times you don't want to go to those places, but now you can plan, you know, that first week of November or, you know, however, maybe. And I think that's the most exciting thing for me that I'm looking forward to is having the possibility of, you know, we're not on this timetable of what the army wants us to do, what, what we can and can't do or what he can and can't do, or having to explain a family we can't come because he's, you know, on a 50 mile restriction. We can't come because he doesn't have leave. Like he can't take leave because of X, Y, and Z. And no matter how many times people, even people who are been in the military, they forget, they forget after they retire, they forget what it was like during, I mean, maybe not everybody, but I know for sure my parents for sure are the worst culprits for this, but like, <laughs> why can't he come? I'm like, because he's still active duty. And he's yeah. on, you know, IRF or whatever, things like that. So um, I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most for retirement is having a l- the freedom to do what we want to do when we want to do it. I think that's, that's exciting. Yeah, I I would say like um, not having to put like a, a rod of shit even just to go like out of a certain radius. I don't know how the army is about that, but the Navy, you have to do that. Like if you're going out of a certain yeah. radius, you have to route shits and do all this stuff. So it's kind of like, okay, we can just go away for the weekend and not have to do anything or you have to ask for permission. You don't yeah. have to ask permission <laughs> as an adult to be like, Hey, I'm going to go. Yeah. Cause I think it's 200. I think, um, I think the army, I think it's like 250 miles. Like, that's something you know, like that, for, yeah. for leave. I think that's just probably across the board. So that way they know like, okay, this person's getting on a plane, this person, things like that. But like to not ask for permission as an adult to be like, Hey, we're going to go see my grandma. I need permission. Like, <laughs> come on. Like that, that's, that will be, I think refreshing to be able to just do whatever we want to do without like any of that yeah Yeah. this past weekend we went to New Jersey and I'm like you don't even have to put like a leaf shit in we can just go like that was the real like I think that's when it hit us like oh we really can do whatever we want now like it's fine what are you guys what are you guys really looking forward to like with our time in? um so for us I think it's just being able to travel and do like we have like a little bucket list that we're writing of like fun things to do um so just being able to like travel travel's like big on our list um and then like a big thing for a lot of people when they get out of the military yeah and then he's coaching our daughter's softball team um co-coaching with another coach this uh, see that's this sweet. fall because yeah. unfortunately they don't always get a chance to do that and you still have to worry about like duty days or like overnight stuff or yeah, none of that. It's because like, someone lost a pair of yeah goggles or whatever. Yeah, like it's yeah. That that's, that's like <laughs> that's the exciting thing, I think. Um, not having to figure out like, oh, who's gonna like help us with the, help me with the kids, you know, like run her to practice if I have a late night meeting or I don't know, like there's none of that. It's like we're just both here all the time. So my kids are definitely getting used to that. That's been like a really big learning curve for them because they're used to coming to me for everything. 
and now like my husband was starting to get a little butthurt in the beginning about that he's like why don't they come to me and i'm like oh you know, they're not used to. yeah my son said that and it kind of stung a little bit he was like i'm just used to mom and i think that was like a realization like you've been gone a long time like so definitely trying to figure all of that out but it's like, it's, it's cool your whole family union like it's a whole yeah. new like cycle yeah when you have little kids definitely i think like as you know when you have adult children it's like oh we'll just go visit them or whatever but then when you actually like trying to refunction as like a family unit it's challenging but like exciting at the same time so yeah i i can i can feel you on that one because it's it's you know on this rotc program jeremy's gonna be home all the time and it's gonna be great and it's gonna be one of those things where i'm just gonna be like i have to make sure that i allow him to have the opportunity to do you know everything that i'm used to doing um and then not get mad at him when he doesn't do it that's kind of been the key for me right now it's just been like you can step in but you, he's just yeah, so used yeah. but he's just been used to me just doing it because i've always yeah. so um but like you know him doing sports and stuff like that with the kids like he's never had that opportunity to do anything with after school stuff because he worked 7 30 8 o'clock every night when he was at brag so um i think it's it's definitely a time that's scary but a lot of us look forward to but i like you said like i feel like there's not a lot of inf- information out there like the right way to do it and you right. have to do your own research and if you don't do that research then you you know have a plan have a plan i feel like i say that all the time have <laughs> a plan no matter what you do in the military life have plan a plan b and help throw in plan c just to make sure you have all your bases covered because you never know what's going to get thrown at you. You never know what's going to happen. You just want to make sure that you're set up for the best for your family. Cause every family is different. Every unit's yeah. different. Every branch is going to be different. So, you know, it, it's every base is different. You may have a wonderful VA or you might be at a VA that like, it's just God awful. And it's like, I don't know, picking nails, pulling your nails because like you can't get a straight answer from anybody. I mean, Sabrina said you guys have been seven years still trying to figure out. That's crazy. All your stuff. And I have, I know people who have gotten like away with so much stuff at the VA. Um, and I'm like, how did you get that? Like, how did you get a hundred percent for that? Like definitely use programs because there are people yeah. like Ashley you know we've met a lot through Cohen clinic of the people that yeah. are like willingly go out of their way to like sit with you and go through your paperwork and to make sure it's going to be accurate before there, you turn like, it in there's so many programs and if you don't know how to look for them just find a local program like find any veteran nonprofit within your area they're more than likely going to have connections with those other nonprofits to get you to the right person um or use LinkedIn, Google, or uh, Facebook, and just search for things. Because LinkedIn might be a good spot to do searches because you'll be able to at least pull up a contact person and yeah. then send them a message. Um, you know, veteran services or things like that. But there, I mean, Conan Clinic. We they're even Conan Clinic, but even like at Bragg, they have they have a group called the Blueprint Community Blueprint, which is pretty much everyone that came to that monthly meeting 
were veteran services or programs that had some type of service for veterans or military families. And I was, every time I went, I was like, I didn't even know that was here. It's There's crazy. So many. So that's just the Bragg area. Like yeah, I've never I mean, even heard of that. You said it's called Community Blueprint. Yeah, I don't know if they have it at other locations. I think that I don't know if that's just a brag thing, but you know, there there are people out there who like their sole job is to bring all those veteran services together within the community to make sure that the information is getting out because you know, there's just I mean, brag itself, liberty, brag, liberty, brag always. Sorry. <laughs> will always be bragged. Um, there's people out there who job is to do that. But like, like I said, if you reach out to a veteran like business, like the Conan, the Conan clinic, the Conan clinic is at a lot of locations in the South. So, um, and they're virtual too. So you could always reach out to them and they'll be able to help you or get you to like, especially with mental health services, um, within your area. Um, but, you know, there's so many programs. I mean, there was so many, like, homeless veteran programs in Bragg area that I didn't Go know anything therapy. about. That was the one that I was like, what? This exists? <laughs> yeah, there's just so much. And, and you know, I there's a lot of places, like, you know, in Dallas. I know if you're in the Dallas area, there's a couple veteran programs there that I know about. Um, I mean, almost every major city is going to have a solid veteran program, at least one. And if you reach out to them they'll be able to assist you in a way. Also, reach out to other veterans. If you know a veteran um, who's been out for a little bit, just be like, hey, man, ma'am, whoever it is, and just be like, hey, I'm really struggling in this area. Or you don't even have to say, just say, hey, I'm looking for a program to assist in helping my resume or finding a job or helping me with VA benefits or anything like that. And I'm sure you will find somebody, um, especially in today's, you know, social media world, like there's, you know, it's much easier to put a, I mean, now Facebook has the anonymous. You can go in and hit anonymous. And if you don't want someone to know you're looking for something, go into those groups, type your message up, post as anonymous, and you're going to get the information, um, back. Um, I definitely feel like that is kind of a bonus for social media. You guys usually hear me kind of not like social media, but um, it's a great way to find programs and utilize those programs that you know about. USO, MyCA, uh, what are some other ones? The VFW. I know MyCA. VFWs. Yes. Like like call VFW and just be like, hey, do you guys have a resource for X, Y, and Z? And I'm sure you will be able to find something. Um, unfortunately, what's sad about it is that you have to do all the legwork. Um, like they're really, I mean, I'm pretty sure there is a veteran database somewhere. Um, I know there is, I just have to remember what it's called, like a website where it's like a list of all veteran, like nonprofits and resources. I'll have to find that one and we'll have to post it because I'm pretty sure there is one out there. Cause I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like I never heard of this. Um, and it's just a website that like lists all the different services for veterans. Um, things I'll have to reach out to Stacy. Yeah, <laughs> I think she would be the one to know. <laughs> She'll know which one that is. Um, but you know, like I said, I mean, I mentioned Stacy, and Stacy's a veteran who does a lot of veteran work for people back at Bragg, and 
she's connected so well with other people. So if you find one person that's connected who has the heart to give back to veterans and their military families, you're going to find the resource that you need. Um, I'm like, I don't know, Sabrina, Heidi, you guys just said like the veteran community is great. Like they have each other's back. I mean, I know my my in-laws are volunteering for a new nonprofit that started up in Greenville, South Carolina, who literally go out and just help veterans every day, whether it is mowing the yard, rebuilding or like redoing a room or whatever it may be. They just go out and volunteer and the amount of people that like comment on those posts and stuff like that, um, because they added us to the group is astounding. Like veterans are going to have veterans backs. You just have to ask for help too, though. Yeah. So, well, I will do the research and when I put up the show notes, we'll have definitely a, a list of anything we've talked about. Heidi's mentioned a bunch and we've talked about a lot of resources yeah. in the show notes. So that'll be something that you guys can peruse as well. <laughs> but um, I really appreciated you coming on. I know that it's, I feel like when you retire, when you're in the process or just getting out of the process, you remember all the details and then it's like, you let it go, right? You got done and yeah. you're like, I don't want to think about it. So it's nice to have someone who just went through the process to kind of give us an idea of how it feels to go through it. Um, so we always ask military spouses towards the end of our episodes, like, what is your one advice? And instead of for a new spouse, what is your one advice for that spouse that's dreading it? Like it's coming up and they don't know what to expect. What would be your, your advice for that spouse? I think just be flexible because in our minds, we all have this like idea of what we want our spouse's retirement to look like, whether it's like this huge party or this huge like um, ceremony and not all spouses want that. Some just want to walk away quietly. Like, and I think just being flexible in the whole process because every day that you're moving along this journey is like an unknown and a lot of things pop up. So flexibility is like the biggest thing and giving yourself grace because leaving something that you've either known for a short time or even a long time is really hard I mean we this is all we've ever known so leaving it wasn't easy but like just giving yourself grace and knowing that like there is better on the other side yeah always the biggest word we hear that every single time when we talk to military spouses is grace is the word you have to a military life is never going to go the way you expect and you just have to have grace or you're just going to, you're going to overdo it. You're going to be so stressed about everything. And so definitely you, you hit it on the head there. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was so good to see both of you. It was, yeah, it was great no, chatting with you. Think. And I hope that anybody who's listening to this, if you have questions, feel free to reach out to us. I'll have some of Heidi's information available too. So you can talk to her. Um, next, our next episode is going to be about finances. So we kind of talked about it a little bit here on the retirement spectrum, but it is definitely on our minds. I think everybody currently is kind of looking at the finance world. So we are, are lucky enough to have someone from the heroes financial that is coming on to talk to us about how we can budget and how we can work on that with our next episode. So we look forward to hearing from them and seeing you guys all back next in two weeks. And like we like to say, as we end, ruck up buttercup.